Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. It's America, welcome. It is Eric Erickson across the country. Hello, program directors I spent an hour with on the phone this morning who are listening. <laughs> you tired of me yet? Welcome, all of you. We got to start with, of course, the big news of the day, Joe Biden running again for president of the United States. Here he is, in his own words, a snippet. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we were in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer, I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty, respect, and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing Thank us. You. All right, I, I'm, I'm done. That's that's whatever. Uh, it, it's very, very 80-year-old to release this at 6 o'clock in the morning and do no sorts of programming around it. What, what a weird thing. Just here, here's my video I'm going to toss out at 6 a.m. It, it comes on the heels of, well, uh, this from Abby Phillips at CNN. Look at that. Uh, side by side. It, yeah, it, it just really shows you how the presidency ages you. And I was a lot. thinking that. Yeah. And remember when we saw the side by sides of Obama? Yeah. After yeah. his first term, right? Lots more gray hair. So let's just get to age then, <laughs> right? Because that's like the elephant I mean, in the regardless room. of how old you are, that is a fact of the of the job. So, yeah. Jim Clyburn. I think you all touched on it this morning. First of all, I think the president is going to have to uh, deal with the whole issue uh, of uh, age. Uh, He is 80 years old. Uh, I might add, I'm 82. Uh, I do believe that he's up to the task. And that is something that we just cannot uh, pretend is not on people's minds. So I think he has to show the energy that he's been showing uh, over the past uh, several months. And he has to continue uh, to pursue an agenda uh, that will, as he says, build this economy from the bottom up and from the middle out uh, so that people can feel a part of this. Uh, And there's this from Steve Kornacki on MSNBC of all places. Check this out. We asked folks in this poll, do you think Joe Biden should run for re-election? Look at this. Only a quarter, 26 percent, said they think he should run for re-election. Age, a big concern. He'd be 82 uh, upon being sworn in for a second term. 70% of Americans think Joe Biden should not run for re-election. This is an 
NBC poll. Joe Biden's announcement comes with a theme for his reelection. Let's finish the job. Which job does Joe Biden want to finish? Wrecking the economy? Ruining girls sports? Allowing China to dominate the world? Uh, giving terrorists safe haven back in Afghanistan? Allowing Russia to run rampant in Europe? What, what, what job is Joe Biden trying to finish? He's kind of wrecked everything he's touched. 70% of Americans do not want Joe Biden to run for re-election. Only 26% say he should. The others aren't so sure. And what's so remarkable about that is when you add up these figures together, you get to 96%, which means only 4% of Americans have no opinion. Only 4% of Americans have no opinion. So if you add those 4% to he should run, it's 70-30 among uh, adult registered American voters that Joe Biden should not run for re-election. That should be a big red flag to the Democrats. I suspect that is why the Democrats are so adamant that Donald Trump should be the Republican nominee and they're going to do everything they help, uh, not because they can beat Donald Trump, but because they think he's the best shot at being beaten among all the Republicans. Generic Republican. Generic Republican beats Joe Biden by six points in the polling average. More than in some polls, less than other polls than the average generic Republican who is generic Republican? Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, uh, Joe Blow from from Des Moines. Uh, I, I generic Republican is a a nothing burger. The the hopes and dreams of every American who wants a Republican of some sort, not named Trump, beats Joe Biden by six points. The only Republican Trump does well against in the polling is Donald Trump because Donald Trump is so well known by people. People already have their preconceived notions about him as well. And between him and Biden, Americans dislike both but prefer Biden. But among Nikki Haley, uh, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, they all do better against Biden because they're more generic Republican. But Joe Biden has to run, doesn't he? 70% of Americans don't think he should. In the Democratic Party, majority of Democrats do not think Joe Biden should run for re-election. The problem, however, is this. Who runs? If it's not Joe Biden, who runs? That's the problem the Democrats have. For all of the issues with the Republican Party, for all of the problems the Republican Party has, the Democratic problem is they don't have a bench beyond Joe Biden. They begin to divide very rapidly when you get rid of Joe Biden. You have Pete Buttigieg, spectacularly unaccomplished Secretary of Transportation, who everything in transportation gets ruined when he gets involved. Uh, he, he can he can get rid of the uh, notice to airmen and in service and make it gender neutral and he can add female crash test dummies but that's about it Kamala Harris who even the people she told the New York Times to go talk to who would say nice things about her said yeah I know 
I mean, that I think is probably one of the least reported or uh, least noticed aspects. The New York Times does a big story about Democratic concerns about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris gives them a list of names of Democrats to go to who will say nice things about her. And even those Democrats were like, I don't know why she said come to me. I mean, that's pretty a damning indictment on Kamala Harris. Gavin Newsom? Gavin Newsom is great trolling Republicans on Twitter, but that's not really governing. And then you have Newsom and, and Kamala Harris fighting each other over California voters and who would do what. Um, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, maybe one of them would be trotted out. The Democrats do not have a good bench. Because the the underlying foundational support for the party right now is further left than the American people are. And the American people are having a visceral reaction to a lot of Biden's DEI agenda, diversity, equity, inclusion agenda. They don't like it. They don't like the trans stuff. They don't like these sorts of aspects about Biden, and they don't like the economy. The only reason they like Joe Biden is because his name is not Trump. He promised to be a normal president and bring back normal times, and instead he's got drag queen story hour in the White House. The Democrats don't have a better alternative, though. The Republicans have alternatives. And again, don't hear me say Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden because we're headed into a recession. The economy is turning. I just believe that, and the data shows in 2018, 2020, and 2022 show that uh, Americans, maybe not Republicans, but the Americans the Republicans will need to rely on are ready to move on to something new. And if you want to move forward, I don't know that you move backwards. Trump is the past, which is backwards. All these other candidates are the future, which is forward. I don't think you go backwards to go forwards. I think the American people are signaling that if you just put up a different Republican, a generic Republican, they're willing to go with that generic Republican. And they may still go with Trump if the economy tanks. They may do it, but you got an easier battle with someone else, it seems. Plus, you got the opportunity to pick up the Senate and to gain seats in the House if you move forward, not backward. Joe Biden can't move at all. I mean, the man can barely walk. This is all about whether or not Republicans blow it. Never underestimate the ability of Republicans to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Never underestimate their ability to do that. But you still got time. The Democrats are stuck with Joe Biden. A majority of Democrats, 70% of Americans overall, say he should not run for office again. But his party has no choice. His message will be, let's finish the job. That is a terrible, terrible campaign message. But just, I mean, think about it. What, what job? It, it leaves open it, it leaves open the question, who, who thought this was a good idea? The Republicans can just play off of this. Joe Biden says, let's finish the job. He's already cost us record high inflation. Can we really afford for him to finish the job? Joe Biden says, let's finish the job. He's handed Afghanistan back to the Taliban, and now the terrorists are training there again. Can we really afford for him to finish the job? Joe Biden says, let's finish the job. He can't even get Americans out of Sudan. Can we afford for him to finish the job? 
Joe Biden says, let's finish the job. He's destroyed girls sports by allowing boys to compete in girls sports. Can we really afford for him to finish the job of killing off girls sports? My goodness, it is just open to all sorts of attack. George W. Bush, help is on the way. Bill Clinton, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Joe Biden, let's finish the job. Let's get the job done. What job is that, Joe? You've killed the economy. You've brought on a recession. We can't really allow you to do more than that. This is just easy pickings for the GOP if they're so inclined. I'm just fascinated by who is the genius who came up with that. It could not have been a focus-grouped, poll-tested position. It's just something they pulled out of somebody's rear end. But he's going for it. There will be no Democratic debates. Robert Kennedy Jr. will have no opportunity, nor will Marion Williamson, to shine on the debate stage. They will have to get attention. They will be afterthoughts. They are not serious candidates, even as they themselves try to claim to be. They're not serious candidates, folks. They're just not. If you don't understand why, I, I don't know that I can even explain it to you, but when you poll at barely anything, you have the entire Democratic apparatus, including your family, Bobby Kennedy Jr., rallying around Joe Biden. You're not a serious candidate. You're a message candidate who Republicans will scream, why are they giving him a chance to shine? In the same way Democrats did it against Republicans who claimed to be challenging Trump in 2020. Joe Biden's the nominee. Kamala Harris will be his running mate. And generic Republican is beating them in the polling in April of 2023, and 70% of Americans say he should not run for re-election. That's not really a strong position with which to run your re-election. Have you all heard about Brigitte Watkins, 43 years old of Summit, Arkansas? She took fawns that would be baby deer into her home. She raised the deer with the intention of training them to attack hunters. She fed them meth. She was arrested with several grams of methamphetamine, four deer, and stolen broken electronics. A homeowner followed one of the deer back to Watkins' residence in an attempt to recover his property, found himself face-to-face -face with Watkins wearing only a duct tape bikini, disassembling his clock radio. She was training the deer to kill hunters. And they were stealing electronics, carrying carrying away stuff in the backyard, putting it in their mouths and carrying it back to her. I want this story to be so true, and it's not. It's it's got it's being circulated on social media. It's all over the place. More than a thousand shares on Facebook and right now on Twitter as well, about ninety-nine thousand views of the tweet. It's not true. And I am Bitterly disappointed it is not true. The thought of a crazy woman from Arkansas wearing a duct tape bikini feeding deer meth because she hopes that they would go out and try to kill the hunters. <laughs> There's got to be a cocaine bear movie in there somewhere. This would be what a concept. <laughs> Bambi the crackhead murdering deer. <laughs> Coming to Walt Disney World. Mickey, run for your life! <laughs> I'm no, no, just I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I see this on Twitter, and a friend of mine retweeted it, and I had to reply to him. Says, "Jim, 
you do know this isn't real. And he replied back, I don't care. What a great story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. The things people will believe. Uh, I mean, heck, we live in a society where people think boys can become girls. So why not Brigitte Watkins feeding deer cracker methamphetamine and teaching them how to hunt hunters? <laughs> oh my gosh. We live in a fallen, depraved world, people. We do. That's why she could be real. So there really could be a PETA activist out there somewhere trying to train the deer to hunt the hunters. Eye for an eye and all of that. Oh my goodness. All right. We got to move on. Before I do, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack is back on. You can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms by going to EdenPureDeals.com, putting in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, just my name. Don't forget C-N-K, E-R-I-C-K. What is it? It is an air purifier, and it's filterless. You don't have to buy a subscription for filters. It has electrostatic plates that trap the mold and the pollen and the dust and all that. You just wipe it out on occasion. I don't actually use it as an air purifier, however because where it really shines is as an odor eliminator. It's not like my wife's essential oils. Shh, I didn't say that. Uh, it doesn't cover up the odors. It just wipes them out. It's like baking soda, but better. It sucks up the odors. So pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors, smoke odors, you name it. Uh, you need one for your RV when it gets that mildewy smell. You need one for your basement, for your upstairs. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. You can get free shipping, EdenPureDeals.com. You put in the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You hold it in the palm of your hand. This thing is small. I keep one in my travel bag wherever I go. Save me the other day when the drunks next door in the hotel were smoking, wiped out those odors. It can for you too. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Go there now. Get three of them. You can thank me later. How are you? Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program? Always very happy to have you across the nation. You know, I, well, I was going to, I was going to do this later, but, but I, I think I, I got to do this now. This is Joe Biden at a uh, speech yesterday on the White House lawn. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. Rebecca put a teacher's um, uh, Our nation's children are all our children. Now, y'all... Do you remember the Democratic National Convention in 2012? It's the one where they booed the inclusion of God in the party platform. I was there. Um, I, I was with CNN at the time. We were covering the conventions, and I was there. They booed God. Uh, I was actually, I shouldn't say I was there because they did it the week before the convention. They did it when they were organizing everything. I was at the Republican convention down in Florida, and we were watching this happen in real time, and they booed the inclusion of God. And then at the Democratic convention, they ran an uh, introductory video, and it was, um, oh, what, what was was it? Um the state is the only thing we all belong to or something like that. That that was a line. 
It was very, very weird. And and you have, for example, what was her name? Melissa Harris Perry. She used to be on MSNBC. They ran a promo for MSNBC, and she denounced the idea that children belong to their parents, that actually children belong to all of us. And this comes after, of course, the, the beginning with Hillary Clinton's It Takes a Village to Raise a Child. And I have to tell you, there actually is something of note there that I don't think conservatives should be dismissive of. Uh, that, it, you know, my kids belong to my wife and me. We are allowed to teach our children our values and what we think are right or wrong. And the left used to understand this until the left decided boys can become girls. And then they didn't want parents uh, teaching their children values anymore. They want the state to do it. And all the kids belong to the state. There's something fundamentally disordered about that. You know, uh, if I don't feed my kids, if I beat my kids and starve them, on occasion, it's tempting. Let's all be honest. <laughs> put that. What did you put on my credit card? Uh, no food for you. Um, and defects is not going to go to you. If I abuse my children, defects is not going to show up at your house and charge you with child abuse. They're sure as heck not going to go to Washington, D.C. and charge Uncle Sam with child abuse. They're going to come to me. They're my children. They are my responsibility. You see this rhetoric growing on the left as more and more people on the right want to move their kids out of public schools, as they want to move their kids into homeschooling or small Christian uh, charter schools or uh, not charter schools or Christian classical education schools. You're seeing this this growing contempt on the left, uh, and what, what's happening here is the left thought that they had put you in a position where you could not opt out. You couldn't opt out of public. You still got to pay your your school taxes for your public school, but you can put your kids in a homeschool co-op. Remember in Illinois a few years ago, they tried to unionize, force parents who homeschool their kids to unionize, that they wanted parents who taught their kids at home to have to pay union dues to the teacher unions. That was a real thing they tried to do in, in Illinois. I'm not making that up. Did not go over well, ultimately, and, and a, a court stopped them from doing it. They don't want you to be able to pull your children out of the society they have ordered for you. But you have the right to do that. Under the American Constitution, through judicial interpretation going back to the 1800s, your children actually are yours, not the government's. And the democratic rhetoric shifting towards this collectivist view on children is not a healthy thing for our society. It is done, I think, in response to people on the right pulling their children out of public school as school choice movements take off. They respond more and more with this collectivist zeal for your children. It's kind of creepy, actually. It's kind of creepy. I, I I don't think it's it's going to go over well with most parents. Interestingly enough, the more likely someone is to get married and have kids, the more likely they are to start viewing themselves as moderate or conservative and not progressive. There are not a there are progressive families, I know some, who are raising or indoctrinating their children as they see fit. And by the way, I'm fine with it. Not a hypocrite on this issue. I disagree with you 
but they are your children. And if you wish to raise your children to be uh, a bunch of atheist hippies who believe nonsense, okay, you think I'm raising my children to believe in an imaginary sky god. Okay, allow us to disagree and raise our children as we see fit. But we should all be willing to agree that the children are our responsibility, not the government's. And yet the Democrats are increasingly now pushing this rhetoric, which I think is going to end badly for them, particularly as people with children tend to be more conservative generally, uh, even as blue-collar Americans who are non, uh, non-college-educated non Americans have a lot more kids than the college-educated, uh, but they also sit on the sidelines. Uh, this is one of those weird dynamics in this country where the people with college degrees and advanced degrees are way more likely to vote than people without college degrees. But people without college degrees are more likely to have kids. You radicalize them to the point they think the government is going to come after you. You are, Joe Biden, mobilizing the base of a Republican Party you don't even know exists. It's bad politics for you to be doing this. I do, as an aside, before I before I get to something else, I got to tell you all, my son yesterday, he's done with soccer for the year, and he's decided he wants to go to CrossFit with me. Uh, I go in the afternoon. When I get done here change my clothes. I rush off to the gym. Yesterday was awful. I had to do devil presses and I gave up. It was the first time in a while. I was like, I can't do this. A devil press is like a burpee, but you also have like 30 pound dumbbells. Well, I did 30 pound dumbbells. And you got to throw them over here. Oh my gosh, it was awful. It killed me. I've got this heart monitor on my phone. It's like high heart rate, high heart rate, high heart rate. I gave, I just like, like Steven, my trainer's like, I'm done. I can't do any more of these. I'm done. I can't breathe. Um, it was terrible, but the kid wanted to go with me. And when he got there, he said, the PE teacher, the PE teacher's a woman in eighth grade, and they have co-ed PE, and the teacher, as a subtle lesson, has started making the boys play the girl. This is genius on this PE teacher's part. She's decided the boys need to play the girls in all the sports. And (laughs) Gunner said that yesterday was baseball. 30 to 3. 30 to 3. And I said, do you understand why she's doing this? And he says, oh, yeah, boys should not play on girls' teams. <laughs> I was like, good good for the PE teacher for teaching this. See, it takes a village to raise a child. At our kids' school, they're teaching lessons that my wife and I could not necessarily teach given the circumstances. We shouldn't issue the idea of the the entire community being involved in the raising of the kids. But at the end of the day, uh, the kids go home somewhere at night to someone who buys them their clothes and foods. And that is not the village. That's not the community. That's not the state. That's not Joe Biden. That's the parent. We should be able to distinguish those. The fact that the Democrats no longer want to is their problem. And it's going to bite them in the rear end as they generate a parental backlash. And the data you should know is showing a parental backlash coming. You know, Donald Trump didn't actually do terrible with women in 2020. He won married women. He just didn't win. He didn't win them by a wide margin. Mitt Romney won married women by like a 12-point margin. He still lost to Barack Obama, but it wasn't a blowout like Trump against Biden. He only won, Trump did, women, uh, married women by like 1% or 2%, I think. Uh, you, you get married women— and you alienate them by telling them that actually uh, the state's going to raise your kids, that your children belong to the state, Uh, hell hath no fury. 
like a mother when you come after her child, like a mama bear. You know, that reminds me. So if you ever read Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, you know how C.S. Lewis explains that the man is the head of the household? I realize this is controversial in this day and age, and not everyone agrees, but uh, 30, 40 years ago actually was really the the opinion of, of the global church that, yes, uh, women shouldn't be preachers, men are the head of the household, whether you disagree. This is how C.S. Lewis explained it in Mere Christianity. Have you ever known a mother to give up a grudge when you've slighted her child? Have you ever known a mother to give up a grudge when you've slighted her child? His point was that the dads have to be the diplomats because the mothers are in such mama bear mode all of the time that if you do something that injures the family or particularly the child, the mother's never going to let it go. And therefore diplomacy becomes impossible and it's always war. And the father, because of the disposition of men, sometimes recognize you can't just throw a punch here. We gotta actually find a way out of this problem. And and that's how he, whether you agree with him or not, I, I do think it's funny because I gotta tell you, my wife, my wife still gets furious about things that happened to her in first grade from other people. I mean, she gets worked up about it. This one time in first grade, this thing happened. Blah, 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 blah. Wow, I don't even remember first grade. <laughs> you come after a woman's children, Joe Biden, and tell her they belong to you and not her. Hell hath no fury. You are going to learn the hard way, buddy. It is not a wise position for the Democrats to take, and yet they appear to be going down this road. Why? Because as I've said, more and more Americans define themselves as the exact opposite of those they don't like. So if Republicans take out position X, which is kids belong to parents, Democrats' position is not Y, it's negative X. It's the exact opposite of X. So instead of children belonging to parents, they belong to the state, the exact opposite. They define themselves based on what they see the other side believing in, and they want to do the exact opposite. It's not good politics. And for the Democrats, this one's going to work against them. By the way, you want a family-friendly organization to do business with that supports your values and advances your causes? That would be Patriot Mobile. And you can go do business with them at patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. Patriotmobile.com slash Eric. If you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, you can move your cell phone service to them. They give you guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers you're probably already even using. And then they take a portion of their profits and they fund the Second Amendment, they fund the pro-life cause, they fund veteran and first responder causes, they even fund conservative candidates around the country battling the wokes, particularly at school board races. And they've done it so effectively, uh, left-wing groups have started targeting the, the company for negative press. It's been remarkable to watch this suddenly just explode as the left realizes what Patriot Mobile is doing. They need your help to do it, though. You take your business to them, they give you guaranteed great service, and they take a portion of their profits and grow the causes you care about. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You get great discounts if you're a veteran, first responder, a teacher, even an NRA member. Patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. The full number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, always happy to have you. There's some breaking news happening. Hunter Biden has been ordered to appear in person for an Arkansas paternity case hearing for uh, his unclaimed four-year-old daughter. This is from Fox. An order entered late Monday in the Circuit Court of Independence County. 
uh, says Biden must appear in person in Batesville, Arkansas next Monday, May 1st, regarding the paternity case of the four-year-old child. Fox News contacted his attorney, Brett Langdon, but received no response before publication. During a Zoom meeting Monday, Independence County Circuit Judge Holly Meyer ruled that Biden and London Roberts, the mother of four-year-old Navy Jones Roberts, can no longer continue sending just their attorneys to proceedings. From now on, I want both your clients at every hearing I conduct. I will no longer allow us to excuse clients because it's interfering with the progress of litigation, which is taking way too long to get over simple points. Meyer also challenged Biden's attorney, Brett Langdon, over comments regarding a laptop the president's son is said to have left at a repair shop. Langdon mentioned Garrett Ziegler, describing him as a potential expert witness in the case regarding the contents of the laptop. There has been, to my knowledge, an acknowledgement that the so-called laptop, he continuously called it Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop, Langdon reportedly began. Well, let's be clear of the issue. Is this your client's laptop or not? Your Honor, I'm not involved in all that stuff. It's not my client's laptop as far as I know. The judge asserted that she holds clients to what their lawyers say in court. Is it your client's position you're representing to this court this is not his laptop? He says, I'm not in a position to know. So essentially, uh, because the lawyers are there and the the parties are not, they just keep dragging this out. Uh, in January of 2020, the judge declared, quote, with near scientific certainty, uh, the child is Hunter Biden's based on a DNA test. Uh, and now they're squabbling over child support and like, I feel terribly sorry for this child. What a terrible thing to have a guy like this as your father who doesn't acknowledge you and wants nothing to do with you and pretends you are not his and does not then want to cover the costs of raising the child. That's sad. Um, And honestly, you would think that this guy's father might intervene, particularly given his father's presidential reelection bid, and tell him to clean up his act and take care of his own child, take care of his responsibility. Uh, that Joe Biden is not doing that is is kind of a damning indictment on his character, too, I would think. Uh, just a, a sad thing for this child to be in the middle. Um, just just pitiful. In any event, we got to move on. I never even got to Ron DeSantis's world tour. We will do that. But when we come back, uh, the uh, district attorney down in Georgia has had a press conference yesterday saying she expects indictments between July and September. Why the massive range there, July, August, September? Why a three-month range? I want to talk to you about that. Uh, She's telling the police to be ready for it. Will Donald Trump be indicted? I don't know that I can say that that's the case. I don't know that anyone can. There's a rumor afoot in Georgia that he may not be indicted for a very particular reason that I will get into. I want to bring you the latest on that, the state of play of these potential indictments, including the one from Jack Smith, the federal prosecutor. I'll get into that with you as well when we come back, uh, and I'll take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. 